What up, everybody? Welcome to the 3 and D pod. We are so excited that you are joining us today. I'm here with my boy, Wizzy Wayne. Yeah. And Hezzy P. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be tackling what's going to shake out at the end of the year as far as awards go from Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, MVP. And then we are also going to talk about what we're thankful for because Thanksgiving is next week, fellas. Time to eat. And then we will also tackle a big Adrian Wojnarowski Woj tweet, Woj bomb Woj today. Bomb. So let's go. Yay. Okay, today we are talking about who we believe is going to round out this year with all the awards that are going to be handed out. And just to give you guys some insight on what's handed out every single year, we have, of course, the well-renowned MVP award. I think that's the one most people probably look at and Mm -hmm. covet. LeBron. We have the, uh, yeah, LeBron, four-time winner. What? By the way, uh, Hez is joining us, so if you are wondering why we already heard about LeBron. Hez is here. Yeah. Uh, we have the Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Six Man. Six Man like? Six Man like Lou Will. Six Man like Lou Will. Lou Will. And Coach of the Year. There's also some other awards, but we're not really going to touch on those. There's the Executive of the Year, Most. Uh, oh, we are doing Most Improved Player. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an NBA Sportsmanship Award, but we don't care about sportsmanship, so yep. we're not talking about that. And a teammate of the year, uh, but we don't care about being a good teammate either, so we're also not talking about that. Uh, We're going to get to the juicy stuff. The juicy stuff. Best teammate of the year, Josh Hart. Josh Hart? He's probably the best meme of the year. With when uh, James Harden threw the ball down at the ground and it came back and hit him in his face. And Josh Hart looked back at him like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you, bro? And then he he actually did it. Yeah, Yeah, He he impersonated it a couple days later. Yeah. Look at him. Josh Hart for uh, they should make that though meme of the year. He probably won every year. But honestly, they they made one that was a uh, House of Highlights moment of the year, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Last year, Derrick Rose got that one for his fifty point game in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think it would be more like a like a amazing highlight, not necessarily like a moment. Yeah. Because that's what it, it's called, House of Highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would think it would be something like LeBron's. Dunk the other night on that Kings player. Oh gosh, uh, what's his by, name? By Lisa, by Lisa? Lisa, something like that. But whatever his yeah. name is, he got he doesn't exist anymore. He got wrecked. I think yeah. he retired the next day. <laughs> Sent on his letter, <laughs> or that dude uh, who got dunked on by Kawhi. Oh, that was uh, Daniel Tice or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter who his name is. He doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> he, he's, so. he's been depleted <laughs> from history. LeBron's had some good ones this year, and we're gonna get to we're gonna talk about LeBron today. I would imagine. Of course. Um, do you guys want to start with like the the big banger, just like MVP, go for it? Or are we going to start kind of at the awards that are people are like, ah, I'm trying yeah. to get out let's, of the way. Let's slow burn it. Slow burn it? Yeah. Okay. Slow burn it. Is that the jingle for a slow burning? Maybe I'll put in a sound bite that uh, has to do with s- slow dancing in a burning room. Mm. John Mayer. Shout out. Insert John oh, Mayer. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to – let's go with the one that I think – it's probably one we don't want to talk about that much. All right, go ahead. Let's go with Coach 
of the year. Coach of the year. You want to get us started, Wayne? Wizzy Wayne? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. For each category, I just listed like three or four people that I think could be it, and then I chose my one. You guys might have just chose your one and let that be. You know be, what? I'll go. Go for it. And, I mean, this is going to be a homer pick. Not a homer pick, but a biased pick. Mm-hmm. But only because I really feel like... Can't be Greg Popovich. When yes. They've lost eight in a row now? Yes. Seven in a row? Yes. Mm. It's the end of an era. Yes. And this is... The only reason I'll say Pop... Because he's probably going to retire. Is if... One, he's going to retire within the next couple years. I, I feel that coming. And I'm prepared myself already. I already got my tissues... And my jersey is just ready to hang him up over in the rafters. Becky Hammond or Tim Duncan? Becky Hammond, definitely. Okay, she's no, she knows the system. Even though Tim knows the system because he's been there, but mm-hmm. she's been in the front office like for a while now. So I believe when he retires, she'll take over. Um, but I'm gonna pick Pop for my Coach of the Year only because I've never seen the Spurs be this bad. This is a, a horrible pick, by the in way. In a while, and if he is able to turn it around and still make the playoffs. I'll what like coach what are year. we talking like eight seed or like a like a mid like fourth fifth pick? If or it's mid if it's seed. mid fourth fifth pick, there's no way he doesn't win coach of the year unless some other team that's like complete trash makes the playoffs. They'll be like, okay, you get coach of the year. So your pick is more not from a not from a temp- temperature gauge standpoint of like where we're at right now and what teams are doing no. well, but more so like if Pop does this, yeah, he'll win coach of the year. Because I don't really, I'm not paying attention to well, coaching. And I don't know. Well, you don't necessarily really have to pay attention to the coach as much as the teams that are doing really well right now. But like, are you are you asking? Yeah, like, like what teams are doing really? You want me to tell you the standings? No, we know the standings. Okay, let's get kind of a good gauge on what makes like a coach of the year candidate. I'll tell you some of the ones from years past. Last year. Mike Butenholzer. Yes. It was his first year with Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They I were the that's first. Oh, well, yeah. That's, that's going to be your pick for this mm-hmm. year is him again. Yeah. Um, that was his first year there. And mm-hmm. they he basically took his system from Atlanta and put it on Milwaukee. And I think it just worked re- really well. Houston the year before that, that Dwayne Casey. Yep. year before that, Mike D'Antoni. Yep. year before that, Steve Kerr. Steve. Oh, wow. The year before that, Mike Butenholzer again with the Hawks. I think Mike Butenholzer is a good coach. Mike, 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 Mike. Um, Guess what day it is. Greg, Greg Popovich won it in 2011-2012 and 2013. <laughs> He's that old. <laughs> but I think there is you know, something that stands out from a coach of the year candidate. Um, but you're, you're kind of going with like the dream pick. Like if yeah. Pop does this, then... Yeah, because I... I've look. I'm on the. I don't even know how to say it. The Spurs are just say so bad chest. right now that I'm just like looking for any glimmer and slimmer of hope that I can. And so I'm like, look, if the Spurs somehow squeak out an eighth seed, seventh seed, hopefully sixth seed, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, coach, this is probably one of the worst teams that he's ever been able to coach, and he still somehow found out how to keep that going, keep that streak of excellence going. Mm-hmm. I mean. Be pretty great in my book. You got to give it to him. Yeah. All right. Next up. So what's it? What's the category? What makes the coach of the year? What's the? I'm completely like, disregarding they, that. I'm just going. I'm no, just I going mean, I, 
I only ask that to kind of, you know, like what, I guess, what makes a coach of the year candidate stand out? Besides um, the win, obviously the besides the win, yeah. Because well, there's been what? guys that they didn't have like the one seat or something, and they ended up being the coach of the year, right? Yeah, because they took a team that was like so considered I, not good, right? Yeah. So I think it's about narrative. So if the narrative yeah. coming in is like, oh, for example, um, the Clippers last year. Remember the Clippers last year only had like Lou Williams and Montrez Harold and Patrick Beverly and all these mm-hmm. kind of just like scrappy players, not necessarily a star. Nobody expected them to make the playoffs. They traded away Tobias Harris. They were still competitive. They took the Warriors to six games in the first round. And he was one of the guys that was in the running for a coach of the year. And so that, that's where I think you could kind of base the narrative uh, to, to apply it to the coach of the year award uh, yeah. where it would make sense. Yeah. Um, like nobody's expecting the heat to like do major damage this year. So if they do, Spolstra could be one. Uh, same for Dallas. Monty Williams with the Suns. Okay. Um, All right. Drawing a n- blank on this guy's name, Saunders. Who am I thinking of? Saunders. Last name Saunders. I'm not entirely sure. Is it Ryan Saunders? Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Saunders yeah. for the Minnesota. And Flip Saunders passed away. He used to coach the Wolves, and and now his son, which is pretty cool, he's the head coach, and they're kind of fighting for contention mm-hmm. right now. So he could yeah. be one. That would be a cool story. And then I had to throw in Frank Vogel for the Lakers. The Vogues. Because they're in the one seed. And honestly, everybody's interpretation of Frank Vogel this year was that he was just going to be like a placeholder for Jason Kidd to step in once mm-hmm. they fired Frank Vogel because yeah, Jason I, Kidd yeah. is the assistant. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen because they actually realize, oh, this guy actually knows how to coach a team yeah. mm-hmm. to success. But my pick out of those five is Eric Spolstra. I think he's going to really? win Coach that's of the Year. Yeah. That's yeah. my pick. I'll take it. Who you got, his? Mike. Budenholzer. Is that how you pronounce his yeah. last name? Budenholzer. Buden. Buden. Budenholzer. 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 I think he's going to take it again like he did last year. So that's that's my pick for that. Coach of the year. All Definitely, right. yeah. Yeah. He's and I think guy. they're sitting at number one right now, too. <clears throat> so. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you with um, Eric Spolstrom. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be coach of the year. Um <clears throat> Especially with the Heat, I think their record is gonna fall, like within mm. the within the season. So I, mean, I, don't, I don't think could, it's because we always get way too excited yeah, about things at the and start. And it's just like yeah, yeah. and then things play <laughs> out. Well, okay. I think if Mike Bootenholzer's won it two times already, one with the Hawks, and then going to another team and winning it again, I I think he could definitely yeah. do it. And when you have a player like Giannis, it Anytime you just have a great player, it increases yeah. your mm-hmm. chances of being a coach of the year. Yeah. So he's kind of in a he's in a really good spot. Because not only do you have spot. that great player, but you get those guys around him to play with him, and you're still like number one, number two, like you're up there all the yeah. time. Yeah. It's, Prob- it's, it's, probably his one in Atlanta was more impressive because you remember that team where it was Al Horford, Paul Millsap, Kyle Korver, Jeff Teague, like kind of all in their mm-hmm. primes. But none of them were like a – stand out yeah. like superstar yeah. and so to take that team and be coach of the year that was pretty cool yeah but not a bad choice <laughs> alright what's up next wait let's say those again Spolstra and you got Pop Pop Mike my dad Pop my dad Pop my dad <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys look we look similar. exactly the same 
Oh, y'all need to see a picture of Wayne. Yeah. If you don't know. Yeah. Let's fact check that. <laughs> Somebody out there, fact check us, please. And, uh, tell me I'm right. Okay. Coach of the year. That That's who we believe is. I'm surprised, actually, yeah. that we all had different picks. That's that's good. Some Diversity. parody right now. Yeah. Diversity. That's what we are. Diversity day. It's today. All right. Let's do Rook. Rook, Rook, that Rook. Rook. Easy pick. That's, that's easy, bro. That's is it easy? easy. For me, it is. Let's go you first, Hess. Luca. <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is he not a rookie anymore? He's not, He's not a, rookie. a rookie anymore. <laughs> the, you said... <laughs> Who... Wait, how many, this is what? His... How many years in the second? NBA right now? Second yeah, year second. Because he, he won rookie last year. I thought he had two years to, to be a rookie. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Mm-mm. Oh, look at you, we... little no? Ben Simmons action. Oh, <laughs> uh, this boy. <laughs> That's actually, he... That was going to be my joke was, I'm picking Ben Simmons yeah. again. Is that not the case? Because, was because two... technically, because... It's rookie and then sophomore. Because the only reason they gave it to Ben that year, right, over at, um, Donovan Mitchell, was because Ben Simmons didn't play his rookie year. Or he, didn't, he didn't play so much. So they technically didn't play considered him a rookie because he didn't play. Yeah, gotcha. he was hurt. See, I thought it was like, like two that. years they And that's why him. everybody makes the joke about Ben Simmons that's like, it's uh, it's Ben Simmons' third year. I bet he's going to win Rookie of the Year again. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, then I need it's it. Ben Simmons' third year. We'll, we'll give you some time on that one. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I'll, this up. I'll give you my some of my names so you can mm-hmm. kind of think through it. I have kind of a dark horse here, uh, and I am I might butcher his name, but Eric Pashal. Pashal? Is it Pat? Oh, from the Warriors. Uh, yeah, the Warriors. Pascal. Dude, he has been... Balling out, yes, he's been balling. I think he leads the all the rookies in scoring right now. Was he the one that dunked on like three mass players the other game? Yes, yo, I was like, yes. who is this guy? Um, Eric Pashal, P A S C H A L L. We need to play the name game again. <laughs> yeah, we we all get now. Hmm. You know, it's easy or it seems easy. Um, he is averaging right now. 16 points per game currently. So not a ton, but he's had a lot of like high well, scoring games, getting a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Uh, I got him, Pashal, Pashal, mm-hmm. Ja Morant. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Zion Williamson is still in my pool. Even though he ain't played yet. RJ Barrett for the Knicks. And another dark horse <clears throat> on the Heat, Tyler Hero. Yes. So I'm not gonna give mine yet, but those are that's my pool right there. You got okay. Wayne. So mine came down to Ja or um, Barrett because I've been watching those guys for quite some time now. I've been getting more into like college basketball and stuff, and like like watching all the stories and everything. And as I go into the NBA and stuff, I'm like, yo, these dudes can ball. Mm-hmm. Ja Morant is one of those dudes that just you see him on the court. He's giving you a bucket, especially in college. Now in the NBA, he's still trying to find his legs, trying to find his way. But my pick... But he's athletic, man. Yo, my pick for Rookie of the Year is John Morant. I, I had to dis, you know, get down to it and decide between him and Barrett because Barrett is also doing some work, but he's also playing for the Knicks. He's got that dog Barrett. in him, too, John Morant. Yes. And and the things that... I don't, I don't even know how to explain. Like The things that John Morant does when you watch him play, you're like, I never would have thought of scoring that way or I never mm-hmm. would have thought of doing... A layup that way, mm-hmm. like he's got the the package, but he's also like just doing everything different. 
Yeah, he's crafty. So, and he doesn't try to do things that are like weaknesses for him. Yeah. Like he knows he's not a great shooter right now, so he drives to the bucket a lot. Yo, and he's attacking Eric. Did you see when he attacked? Unfortunately, um, some players take that way too much to heart, like Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah, but that's because he can't shoot. Well, he's shooting he 100% did, from the field right he now. he took one, he made one. <laughs> hey, we don't have to mention that. It only takes one. <laughs> but but John Morant, he he went in, like he called ISO on, I think it was Moutier. Or no, it wasn't Moutier. It was somebody. And called ISO on this on this dude who's not... Some young, just like oh, inexperienced player, about. but like it's a, it's pretty, a vet. It's a He's like it's a vet. Practically guy. a vet yeah. now. And I mean, took him to took him to school, went in, scored on him, and then did the little like baby or like your little type yeah. thing. And I was like, is that the one where he the like kind of went behind his back and then with one hand he just flipped it up in the air off the backboard? No, it wasn't off the backboard. I don't think it was like on the. But he went. He was driving the lane, went behind his back, and then oh no, it up. I know which one you're talking about. It's not that one. Okay. It's the one where he did that weird layup behind the back, and he like took a step from like the free throw line, and then laid it in. That's what I'm talking about. No, it's not that one. It's a different one. Okay. The point is, he's already the a highlight is, machine. Yes, already. And he's averaging he's averaging 18.5 points per game this year. Dude's ridiculous. On a bad team, so he'll he'll have plenty of opportunities. Dude's crazy. So I'm going Ja. And when he was facing the Jazz, which that was like Mike Conley's return home game he he won that battle oh yeah because he uh he was like this is my team now <laughs> so yeah they, pretty much they got a good one in him ja all right Hez. i feel like that's another way we can say uh yes like, ja ja or yeah yeah ja if you're like rasta well Hez ja is, ja, ja. Hez yeah. is rasta. Jay, i'm not rasta i am oh jamaica jamaica <laughs> Uh, I'm not really looking up to the with the rookies right now, but um, there's just this one guy. What's his name from the Heat? Kendrick. Tyler, no, who? Kendrick. Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's good. Nunn. He was undrafted too. Oh, that's the dude that went off for like twenty, thirty points that one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking just straight up. And then he said, "I'm an all star player." Hmm. So we'll see how that pans The cockiness. Yeah. The dog. Like that. He got that dog in him. So the the reason he was like a pretty well sought out player in college, but he had like an assault case on him when he was in college, and I think that's why he went undrafted because no team wanted to kind of, I guess, bring that baggage with with them to have that be a part of their team. But the Heat took a chance on him, and he's averaging seventeen points right now on, on what looks to be a playoff team. So that's not a bad pick. All right, here is who I am picking for my Rookie of the Year, and it'll probably be one that not a lot of people agree with, actually. Um, but I'm actually still going to go with Zion to be Rookie of the Year. Wow. Because he's been out, or, or they projected him to be out six to eight weeks, which obviously he's still out, and they're saying he might come back sometime in December. Mm-hmm. I think a player like him who's that good and that well known and has that much popularity and notoriety around him and honestly y'all even just from preseason yeah. he looked like a monster mm-hmm. and all those things from college to this preseason were enough for me to go he still has half a season left to just come out the gates and ruin everybody else like i honestly believe that's what what's going to happen yeah and i could 
I could be totally wrong, but I, I've seen what he can do on an NBA floor already. Granted, it was preseason, but still, him being a part of that Pelican system and just being someone that can run the floor, have all that athleticism. Now, I don't know how he's going to be coming off of this knee injury, but I believe in him to get rookie of the year still, even given the time he's been out. I think he's going to make it happen. Yeah. What's good about Zion is he knows what he's good at, and he just stick Like, kind of what we're talking about with Ja, like, mm-hmm. he knows his shot isn't falling, so he attacks, attacks, attacks. But Zion is like, he knows he doesn't have a good shot or a set shot, even though he can shoot. And we've seen him shoot, like, threes and mids and stuff like that. He didn't take a lot. It's ugly. It's but ugly, but it goes in. For Zion? Yeah. yeah. But he's not afraid to take them. He ain't afraid which at is all. my big deal with Ben Simmons. Yeah. You know, like, at least at least try. Like, do it. Just, just and, and get ben out Simmons there and jumper try. looks nice. It doesn't, doesn't look, look nice. It, it looks doable, though. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't look too bad. Like, for someone who just doesn't shoot or didn't shoot before now, it looks kind of smooth. Like, he's found a nice little rhythm. So whenever he pulls it, he can find that confidence. Well, we're talking about playing to your strengths, and really, Ben Simmons is shooting 100% from three this year, so it's, <laughs> That's his biggest it's kind of, right I'm kind of curious as to why he's only taken one. If you're shooting 100%, we should, you should be Steph Curry, basically. Mm. Pretty much. Go for it. Better. No, yeah, but, but, uh, but Zion, like he's, he knows what he's good at. He's good at that athleticism, bodying people, no matter who it is. Can you just be good at athleticism? Yo, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. I think you're kind of just either born or improve it but <laughs> i don't know if you can i guess you can put it to to practice but i've never yeah. seen a scout Yo. just walk up and be like he's really good at the athleticism yes part. that that part <laughs> right there he's got the the athletics down yeah but I, I he knows what he's good at he's gonna go out there and just continue to just dominate literally everybody so i i do like zion for your pick of the or rookie of the year it's dark horse it's yeah it's my i had him at the beginning before i got injured but i still believe it's I don't not think that's fair, though. To who? The rest of the rookies. For him to just sit out. I know it's an injury, but, but still, if he though, proves just to, to be come back. Better than them? He, I mean, like, he has to come out, like, looking really good. Yeah. For so him if you to have. Right. For him to deserve that, you know. Right. It, but it wouldn't just be a popularity contest. Like, I mean, I feel like that's what it is right now. He's going to have to prove it. But a lot of these that we're talking about are media votes and media mm-hmm. like they do that's choose they, they do on, choose yeah. the popular names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason why I think like he's gonna be all over, you know, like ESPN, House mm-hmm. of Highlights, all these certain you know, all these places, he's gonna get recognized more than like a RJ Barrett or a Zion mm-hmm. or a John Morant and these other guys. Um, but I do think he's gonna come out the gates and just bully people. I think he's gonna be that dog. All right. Yeah. Rookie of the years. So we got, I got Zion, Wayne's got Ja, and Hez has Kendrick. No. Kendrick, Kendrick none. 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 That boy, Nunny. All right, next up. Next up, let's go with most improved player. I'd like to talk about this one for just a sec. I have a problem when people put second year players into the most improved player category. Because mm-hmm. I feel like. It's like you should just it's like it's a given you should <laughs> improve you should based off your yeah. first year. Yeah. And like so for like a Trey mm-hmm. Young. Trey Young's I think averaging like 25 See, and points. And I know you mentioned year. that name to me before. Like most improved. You said Trey Young, but I get what where you're coming from like 
that's I w- expected. I'm saying I wouldn't pick him because yeah. I it's his second year. Yeah, he's like, supposed you should, to be better. You should be balling out, you know. Yeah. And you're getting more opportunities. You were recognized last year. I don't think they should put second year players in there because okay. w- really when you're when you're a rookie now if you chose someone who's in their second year that's okay. I'm just giving you my mm-hmm. opinion on oh, that. No. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't like really when they do that. So. Um, I'll start us out. I'm going to just give you the names that I threw in there, and I'll give you my pick. Malcolm Brogdon on the Pacers. He's just given more opportunities not being on the Bucks anymore. And with Oladipo out, he's like the only ball handler. Oladipo. Oladipo. I hope he comes back soon. Dude, yes. Please. Um, I actually have Pascal Siakam in there again. He won most improved last year, and I think he could potentially get back-to-back, which, which I don't think has ever crazy. been done before. If he gets back to back, most improves. I think it could happen though. That's ridiculous. He's going from 19, 20 points a game, and he's averaging like 25, 26 mm. right now and leading a team when people yeah. said, oh, Kawhi is going to leave. They're going to put too much pressure on Pascal. He's got this big contract now, and he's doing it mm-hmm. like he's doing the thing. So I honestly believe he could potentially do it again. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, the Wigs, the guy who we love to use the word potential on. And yeah. he's actually somewhat living up to it. He's become a better closer this year. Um, is I feel like this is the theme of this podcast, but just playing to his strengths. He's playing to it. He's not shooting a bunch of dumb turnaround mid-range shots. <laughs> uh, Jason Tatum, Fred Van Fleet. And see, I thought about Tatum, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's early, but, yeah. but I, I got him in there. And then my super dark horse, I'm not going to pick him, but. Markel Fultz. Hey, he's not doing. Terrible. He's not. He's not going to win it. But <laughs> he's not doing I kind of just wanted to say his name because yeah. it's fun, just but, to bring uh, him back into relevancy. Yes, but he's the starting point guard right now, and he's not doing horrible. So I'd be shocked if he won it. But the the crazy. guy I'm going to go with is Andrew Wiggins to win okay. most improved because every year we've held these expectations for him, and it's been all about Carl Anthony Towns, and this year uh, he's been great. In the fourth quarter, he's driving to the bucket. He's being aggressive. He's shooting the three ball at a decent clip. Um, But I think what it is is just that it looks like he has just like a new confidence in his game. And if he can be great with Cat, they're going to be a playoff team. I mean, we talk about duos all around this league. If if Andrew Wiggins can average 25 and, and Carl Anthony Towns can do the same and their defense can improve a little bit, I believe they'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Andrew Wiggins has taken a big jump this year. It's early. He's going to have to sustain it, but he he's the one I'm going with. Wigs! The Wigs. And see, I'm going to go the Wigs, too. Really? Yes. High five. That wasn't a Y'all, real you high didn't, five. You didn't see that. I was trying to go for it, and you already did the sound. I was like, well, it's too late. All right, I anyway. high five myself. But yeah, I'm going to go the Wigs, too, only because he's been putting up the numbers that about I Brandon know he can Ingram? put up. I'm sorry, I, I stopped you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but still, though, what about Brandon Ingram? What about him? Why not him? I feel like he's carrying that team. Okay. So is that your pick for your... Yeah, that is my pick, yeah. The most improved? Yeah. Okay, Brandon Ingram. But anyway, I was saying... No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> on a team... I mean, they're not They're not doing... They're 6-9 and nine right now, and they don't have Zion or most of their... People. But Brandon Ingram is one of those guys that is a good man. I didn't like, like put him on my list. He's one of those guys that he dude. He's averaging twenty five like, right now. 
And it's bad. his third year, so he's made it past the <laughs> two-year mark. Two year mark. <laughs> so he's eligible in He Drew's, made it past the rookie eyes. year mark, which is a joke. Okay, so <laughs> why would you choose him over like an Andrew Wiggins has? Reason being because I don't well, did he got traded from the Lakers or was did he just yeah, he got, he yeah, got that traded? Was a part okay, of that so Anthony he kind of he kind of sucked to me at the Lakers whenever he played there, but I think he drastically improved from where he was last year to this year. But I think it's also and, all about opportunity too. Yeah, and he's playing alongside LeBron. They kind of true. They didn't really play in the same like. You want to pair somebody with LeBron like a, a shooter or a big man like Anthony Davis, not s- somebody who's kind of close to his playing mm-hmm. style. And so now Brandon Ingram's like the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good for him because he's got the talent and he's got the that size shot, that to jumper. be able to take over. He has a, a nice fadeaway jumper too. That I, it's about I time that, that he stepped into something like, like an opportunity like this. Mm-hmm. His shot just, does look better. Where he can just be the guy pretty much. He's got that KD kind of like length, mm-hmm. that awkward mm-hmm. length. Yeah. But he's got well, they com- that's who they unfairly compared him to when he first came into the league was yeah. because he was like had long arms and was super tall and ca- could kind of shoot. Yeah. Yeah. But he's finally starting to get the groove of it. Yeah. And he, the Pelicans, did not give him that rookie extension deal that they gave like Jalen Brown before the season, and they gave um, I'm drawing blanks on names, but he's going to get paid next summer. I don't know if it's going to be by the Pelicans mm-hmm. or someone else, but this is his time to shine and really give him that bag. Get him the bag. Yeah. But it's funny because Wiggins is averaging the same amount of points, 25, 25 points, but his team is eight and seven. So hmm. I would argue maybe that impact has a play in this. Like, are we just looking off stats or are we looking off impact or are we looking off both? I think once the Pelicans get Zion yeah, back, yeah, I was just about to say that too. Yeah, it's gonna make a huge difference with, when with when Zion Ingram. comes back. Yeah, so we'll see. I just hope Ingram's opportunities don't get like diminished once Zion comes mm-hmm. back, and then he, you know, rounds back down to what like Lakers Brandon Ingram was like, which he wasn't. See, he wasn't bad last year. He he was improved a little bit last year too in his sophomore season, but this year has been a jump. I'm surprised I didn't even think of him for a yeah. most improved. I didn't either. But I'm still sticking by Wiggins. Yeah, the Wigs, man. It's the Wigs, bro. The Wiggles. Yeah. It's the Wigs. It's the, the Wiggles. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Wiggle, yeah. wiggle, wiggle. Anyway. So we got <laughs> sorry about that. me and Wayne linked up on... Wait, I'm sorry I cut you off, though. No, it's okay. Drew pretty much covered it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you were going to Because I was either down to Brogdon or Wiggins yeah. for most improved. And I just, like... Wiggins just looks really good right now. I just can't pass that up. Mm-hmm. He does. He's a good-looking guy. Okay. Oh, that's not what you meant. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Is he single? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Yo. you, you know this is one of my favorite things to do on here now, but go on Basketball Reference and look up nicknames. Yeah. So, Andrew Wiggins. I didn't know he had any nicknames. There's one on here that says Wigs. I guess that is one I've heard. Wigs. But guess what? He's got one, two, three. Four other nicknames. What? Andrew Wiggins does. Okay. Name him. We got we to pause and name him. So, first of all, Andrew Wiggins is uh, a Canadian. Oh. Okay. So, one of his nicknames is Maple Jordan. <laughs> Maple Jordan. Oh, wow. Maple I, Jordan. I think when he was in high school, a lot of people were comparing him to Michael Jordan, like his style of play. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, so another one is Junior Jordan. Another one is The Prospect. The Prospect. And then the other one is Mr. Fantastic. Oh, I wouldn't the, want that because of the length. I feel like that's a really like dad dad name. Like, oh, Mr. look Fantastic. at you, Mister Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's I think what you'd call him. Hey, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> cool. All right. What about Tiny Dog? Tiny Dog? Yeah, that's Brandon Ingram. Oh, it is. Yeah, is that on Tiny, Tiny Dog, Humble Beast. Humble, Humble Beast. Humble Beast. <laughs> Humble Beast. Ain't that a brand? Is and it? Then, and then sure Slender Man. Slender oh, Man. Yeah. Is yeah, he's definitely Slender That's Man. That's what uh, people like to call Katie, too. The, the Slim Slender Reaper. Man. Yeah, the Slim Reaper. But he doesn't like people calling him that. It's kind of like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Doug. Uh, oh, the running back. Oh, I forgot his name. But he's, he used to play for the Bucks, and they would call him the Muscle Hamster. Because he's just so small. Like he, he looks like a hamster, but he's just like like a stocky like a pit bull dude and they call him the muscle hamster and he'd be like I hate that name I'm typing hey, it in right now who is the muscle hamster the muscle what's his hamster? name last week we talked about the uh, white KD in the Spurs G League and I still Samaj Samaj okay yeah Doug Martin who is the Doug muscle Martin hamster? that's who it is Doug Martin he's in the NFL not yeah. the NBA yeah that's what I meant oh uh, did I say NBA you said running this back this is an but then NBA you... podcast Wayne <laughs> but I was just talking about like names that they didn't like and that, that just jogged my memory I love football. I'm sorry. He does love football. This is a wrong. Who's podcast. your team, Wayne? <laughs> Who's your NFL team for people who don't know? It's unfortunately Texans. the Steelers. Unfortunately, the Steelers because they suck right now, don't they? Yeah. Compared to where we started off, we're actually doing pretty okay. But I don't like Mason Rudolph that much anymore. So moving on, basketball. Mason Rudolph, the red, no- the red nose quarterback, because he got hit in the head with his own helmet. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> Wayne is getting a little bit heated right now. I am. <laughs> you, you guys can't see Wayne, but he's actually sweating. Yes, yes. I'm sweating, and it's like about to start pouring. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, let's move on to six man. Six man. No, like... no, 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 no. Let's not do six man. Oh, okay. I actually hate talking about defensive player of the year, so <laughs> let's go ahead and do that one. <laughs> okay. Um, I have to tell you guys this. I had to do like research today on, on like who is great individual defenders and like also who had the best team defenses right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to list these out to you mm-hmm. guys. Okay. Just Dang, to give you, did, you some you context. Did your homework. I did my homework and I already got it pulled up. Okay. These one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Okay. I'm going to give you the top 10 defenses in the NBA right now from 10 to one. All right. 10 Toronto, mm-hmm. nine, Philadelphia, which everybody looked at them as a defensive team coming in because they can't, they don't really have an offense. They have no shooting around them. So they're made up of defense. Mm-hmm. So to be at nine for them, I think kind of sucks because if you want to be a great defensive team, like you want to let that be at the top of the top. But yeah. they're sitting at nine. Uh, number eight, Dallas. Uh, number seven, Miami. Number six, Clippers. I think people expect them to be a little higher. Yeah, when they the when the year shapes out, they will. Yeah, uh, who is that six? I said Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, uh, five Houston, wow. four Denver. Denver kind of surprises me being at four. Three Boston, hmm. two Milwaukee, and number one the Lakers. See, wow. You know what? I can and, I can and, believe and that. I told Drew about this, and I know he doesn't agree with me, but I honestly believe. LeBron is going to be that guy. Okay, so let me give you the. So t- you saying LeBron's defensive player defense, of the year? Yes. Let me give you the top ten. Did you not see what he said to that referee? 
Oh, I saw that. You saw that? You saw that post? What, what do you say? He said, I know in the past that you've, you've been reading that I don't play defense and you've read online and all that stuff, but it's a new year this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, like in the middle of the game, like, he yeah. was telling me that. <laughs> yeah. I would and then, and then the ref, ref was like, I didn't, do, I didn't yeah. read that. You know, like... <laughs> I would love to be that ref. I would sit there and look at him and be like, you sure uh, about tech. that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, double tech, you're out of here, bro. Here's the top 10 individual defenders according to this thing. Now, let me preface this by saying, I don't know how they determine. Maybe you guys do. I don't know how they determine a thing called defensive win shares. I don't even know what that is. Okay. Well, it's a thing. I also don't know how they determine defensive rating. Was it 2K? I tr- so no literally <laughs> I tried looking up and on basketball reference they have it and it's seriously like a math formula and so I what? said you know what we're three casual NBA fans we're just going to talk about it but according to this this is from 10 to 1 um, Royce O'Neal on Utah okay LeBron at 9 hmm. TJ Warren on Indiana from 8 or 4-8 at number 7 from OKC Dennis Schroeder Schroeder's at number six from Toronto, Pascal. Number five, Marcus Smart on Boston. Number yeah. four, Giannis on Milwaukee. Mm. Number three, this one surprised me, Donovan Mitchell on Utah. Wow. Number two, this one does not surprise me, Rudy Gobert on Utah. Yeah. And number one, James this Harden. one really surprised me, <laughs> James Harden. <laughs> no. uh, but James Harden is number 19th. Wow. That's pretty high. Uh, number one is Jason Tatum. <laughs> what? They might make this list kind of on a you know current basis and how the the flow is going right now. But I think from from what this this advanced stats site is telling me, those are the top ten right mm. now. So, hmm. so has you said you have LeBron, LeBron yes. as your defensive player? I feel like player? he's yeah playing completely different. I don't know if it's the players around him. Or something, but it's just so much different from last year. Yeah. Okay. I was surprised to not see Anthony Davis in that top ten list. And see, here's the thing: I picked Anthony Davis. You did. I was tied between Anthony it, Davis. There's and Andre still a Drummond. ton of time though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, this advanced stats thing, like it, it could be nothing at all. To, yeah. You know. And and the reason I picked Anthony Davis is because he is in a very good position. To be like a situational defensive player and get the and get the good stats, which is what they're kind of I guess looking for when they're picking like defensive player of the year and stuff like that. It's about the stats and what do you do, and and how do you stop teams? And I think the Lakers have a good situational defensive team to be able to like not pad his stats, but just to put him in the best position. Yeah. To be that defensive guy, because when you have LeBron, and then you have him. Like, what is the defense going to do? Or what is the offense going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, you run to LeBron, he's going to shut you off. You got to go the other way. And who's waiting on you? Anthony Davis. Yeah. So, I'm like, he's in a very good position to be... Anthony Davis is number 24 on the advanced stats that's, list. That's crazy to me, mm-hmm. bro. I, I, it's I it's early, though. It's yeah, it's early. early. James Harden is 19? <laughs> okay, something's I, wrong no, with that list. They, <laughs> definition of they, situational but defense. they measure defense in different ways. Like, yeah. Anthony Davis... Anthony Davis's defense is not going to look like the type of defense for James Harden. You know, and, and for people like Rudy Gobert, who's number two, right? Yes. Respectively. Because when you when you watch him play defense, it's not like the situation, like what I'm talking about, 
he goes and he creates defense. As in, he puts himself in in the position to be that defensive player. Was he not guy. a defensive player last year? He was. Yes. Year? Yeah, two years was, in a row, right? Two, yeah, two years in a row. Yeah. And so he he goes after defense because that's what he's that's what he's known for, yeah. his defense. Like when Kawhi, when he first got on the Spurs, it was defense first, let that play into your offense. Mm-hmm. Then he developed his offense, and now it's just like he can do whatever, don't matter. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but – and I didn't want to give it to Kawhi because I mean we already know what he's gonna do. So I wanted to be different. I wanted to give it to Anthony Davis, but like, but I mean I don't even think Kawhi's he's <clears throat> gonna play enough games to even be considered any for any of these awards. That's we'll, a good we'll point. get to that. That's a good point. But, but that's not a bad pick, Wayne, because even at number twenty four on this thing, I think he leads. Anthony Davis leads the league in blocks right now with forty. Uh, his block percentage, so meaning the the. I guess the percentage that that player would block a, a player coming at them. Yeah, he sits at forty eight point two percent, which is pretty pretty darn high. Mm-hmm. So um, just below half of every attempt at him has been blocked. Yeah, yes. has been sent away. Yes, I'll take it. I have uh, three players I considered. Number one was Marcus Smart. There's a reason why that team is sitting at number three in defense right now, and it's because of him. Yeah. Now, I would imagine Jason Tatum too, but I don't think Jason Tatum is going to last as much because his skill set is more offensively geared. And so if he's going to, especially if Kimba's going to be out for some time now and if Hayward's going to be out for some time, they're going to put a lot on Tatum. And when you do a lot on the offensive end, you tend to not do as much on the defensive end. Marcus Smart, <clears throat> Marcus Smart is not a great shooter. He'll shoot, but he's going to give it his all on the defensive mm-hmm. end. He's a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could see him being that guy that it, it's, and it's rare for smaller guards to win this award. Usually it's a big guy, but I could see him going for it. The other guy I had was Giannis uh, just cause well, he's got, yeah, he's, in the, he's, he's in got the, incredible length. Uh, and, and he reminds me of a guy like <laughs> he reminds me of Anthony Davis as far as his length, but more so in the sense to where, I feel like he's more agile than Anthony Davis. Like he could run the full length of the court and do a chase down block. I feel like he's smarter. Yeah. So, yeah, Giannis was my one of the choices I had. Um, But actually, the guy I I am going to go with is the two two time defending champ Gobert. I'm gonna go with him because even though he's not you know an all star and the flashy player, he is he is Utah's force down low. Like, he is the one that holds it down. I mentioned earlier how um, Anthony Davis's uh, block percentage, I think it was that I said, was 49 point something. His, Gobert's, is 65.3. A 65.3 chance that your player is going to be blocked by this dude. Um, He has 32 blocks on the season. His defensive rating is 100. (laughs) um but how can you go against a guy who's won it two times and really is still doing the same things like all his focus is on defense Mm -hmm. like he'll catch a lob every now and then i think we talked about this last week Wayne. how like we don't necessarily want to see him like post up or anything but (laughs) but he does his role his role is to play defense and get in there and be the anchor uh down there on the on the block, yeah. and so I I'm not gonna go against that again. I think Gobert is gonna win it for a third time, and man, it's gonna be hard. 
to imagine that a guy maybe at the end of his career will end up with, you know, all defensive team <laughs> and three, uh, three de- defensive player of the year awards, but no all stars. That's crazy, man. It goes to show you though, how much media fans and just the general NBA population value offense more than defense, which sucks sometimes because he should be an all-star. He should have been one last year. He should be, but that's that shows you. I mean, yeah, that's what gets people to watch basketball. They don't watch it for defense. It's provocative. They, gets right. people going. So, but I'm going with with Gobert for that one. Rudy, did you already give yours? Yeah, Anthony Davis. Oh, that's right. So we got Davis, LeBron, and Gobert. Imagine LeBron. if they were on the same team. <laughs> Whoa. Ew. You already got two of them on the same team. So. Ew. Okay, let's move on to uh, – we're climbing up the ranks here, fellas. We're almost there. Uh, let's go with our sixth man of the year award. I, Wizzy Wayne starts yeah. out. All right, so I'm going to go with the homie Lou Will, and that's because I'm pretty sure he's still coming off the bench. He just dropped like 26 points off the bench like a couple nights ago or something like that. And so I'm pretty sure he's still coming off the bench, and he's still putting up 20-something points a game, something like that. So I'm going to go with Lou Will again, because at this point, Lou Will is the definition of six-man. Like, there's no, I don't, there's nothing you can do about it. He is, when you think of six-man, you think of him, yeah. You think of Lou Will. And so, like you said with Rudy Gobert, he's already won, like, Rudy Gobert's won the Defensive Player of the Year twice already. When you think of Defensive Player of the Year, it's Rudy Gobert. When you think of six-man, Lou Will. So I'm just going to give it to him and move on with my life. Why do you think they don't start him? Like I don't think he wants to start. You think that's his choice? I very much think it's his he choice. He said something about that recently, and I can't remember what he said, to be honest. I I, pretty, I very much think it's his choice because he's found You think he plays better and he's, off the he, bench yeah, than he does? And he found what he's good at, and it's coming off the bench and providing that spark and getting that team going after you're already tired yeah. and everything, just keeping it going. So I think he's found his nice little six-man spot, mm-hmm. and he's rolling with it, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Here we go. Lou, Will- Lou Williams scored two points off the bench in his first NBA game on November 2nd, 05, and he believes he wouldn't still be in the league if not for accepting his role as a reserve. He says, I probably would have been done, to be honest with you, if I didn't accept a reserve role. I would have been done because I would have been chasing something for someone else that probably wasn't for me. I had to embrace what was for me and my career and go get it. Dang, that's good right there, man. That's to know what you're good at, you know, and, yeah. and, and don't and, mind and being consistently there. excel at it. Yeah. Because sometimes you find what you're good at it, you're what you're good at, and then you kind of like fall off of it and you find something mm-hmm. else that you're good at. But him, he's like, I'm fine coming off the bench. I don't care who I got on the team. Send me off the bench. Let me do my thing. Get that spark going. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the... I mean, you could almost apply that to any team that you're a part of in your life, whether that be at work, um, if you're involved in a in a church. Sure, this is the NBA podcast, not <laughs> not the everyday yeah, podcast. Everyday podcast. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, let let me hit my motivational stance real quick. Go ahead. Go but ahead. the best thing you can do is know your role, know yeah, what yeah. role you play. Don't try to be someone you're not. Mm-hmm. Like be be how you know you were created to fit that role and step into it. Yeah. And that's what he does. Yeah, I like that. Has that's my pick. Lou in here. Yeah. That's mine too. I think that's all his pick. I do have honorable mentions. Uh Trez, also on the Clippers, coming off the bench. Oh yeah. 
they were both finalists last year for it, and then Lou ended up winning it. Yo, but, Montrez. But Lou is more of a scorer than Trez is. Trez is all about energy and hustle, mm-hmm. which matters. Which, by the way, did you, you guys know that they gave out a hustle award last year at the NBA Awards? They, I, I think it was I a. It's either a, like a complimentary award. I guess that they're going to keep around or really. Who won it? Who Pat won, Bell? Yeah, who Marcus won? Smart. Marcus Smart. Yeah. Wow. I could see uh, Trez winning that though. Uh, I mentioned Trez, Goran, Dragic, Dragic, because he's coming off the bench this year. Miami's doing good, and he's still putting up numbers. I could, I, mean, I could see him doing that. The dragon, um, and then Spencer Dinwiddie. He's yeah. No. <laughs> Honorable mention. <laughs> the, the Nets suck. So. Honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're all in agreement that Lou Will is yeah. is the guy. Let me ask you guys this: Who has more? Six Man of the Year awards: Lou Williams or Jamal Crawford? I'm looking it up. <laughs> if you guys can hear the keyboard tapping, mm-hmm. that is Drew frantically. What's your guess, up. Wayne? I'm gonna go because uh, I love Jamal Crawford, man. That's the that's the chicken rap the chicken the chicken rap man himself. And why is he not on a team right now? I don't know. Send him to the Spurs, bro. We need help. No, please don't. We need that. help. Help us. Um. I'm gonna go with. Mm, I'm gonna stick at Lou. You think Lou has more? I'll go Jamal, just cause just be different. Well, they both have three, so. Oh god dang! Oh really? They both (laughs) have three. God dang! Well, there's that. If Lou wins it this year, they should rename the award after him, the Lou Award. The The Lou Lou Award. Award. (laughs) The Lou Will Award. I'm pretty sure Drake's gonna try and like copyright that, cause he put it in a song. Yeah, I mean Drake was the first one that. Said that in a song, right? Six, yeah. six man like I'm Lou Will. Yeah. So he's going to be like, oh, that was me right there, bro. Hey, go ahead and put my name on the, on the bottom. Copyright. I am Lou Will. No. All right, yeah, moving on. Not what a bad choice. All right, we're at the top of the mountain. We are at the LeBron. MVP. Ooh. We're at the MVP, people. We're not going to do comeback? James Harden for comeback. once. Comeback player of the year? Don't they, don't they have that? Like the... Someone who was like injured or didn't play the season before, and they come back, and then oh, I didn't do that one. Oh, okay, I I I wrote one. I just who, didn't know if we were doing it or not. Who do you have for it? I have Dejounte, Dejounte Murray, or Melo. I put two. Melo. I just wanted to, I just wanted to mention Melo. <laughs> Honestly, uh, mine would probably be Porzingis then. Ooh, Porzingis. He hadn't played. He hadn't played for more than a year before coming back this season, and he's he's not doing amazing, but he's putting up eighteen points a game. Yeah. So. I choose him, right, and they're in the playoff hunt. So, Porzingis, Murray, you going Mellow? No, I hate I hate <laughs> Mellow, bro. You hate Mellow? Yeah. Oh my goodness, por qué, señor? I think he should just retire by now. Like he's. <laughs> you don't want to see him doing this anymore. No, the three to the dome. The three to the dome, man. I have him as my MVP. Are you? He. <laughs> <laughs> he did make a great play. Um, he's. Played defense, stole the ball, and he went down and he shot a nice three. Rare and thing of Carmelo to play defense. But <laughs> yeah, I think he should just retire by now. I love it when he gets a rebound he, and he says, <laughs> "I got it, get the, out of yeah, here!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he gets a rebound, and he did it. Oh um, yeah, against the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, he did I'm that, gonna, and I'm like, bro, I'm gonna insert some that's mellow. some sound bites right now of uh, him just <laughs> saying that. I got it. Get <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna do MVP now. We're good. All right. 
should we all say our picks at the same time? Like I'll say one, two, three, and we'll and we'll say it all at the same time. Not being biased, right? We're not, not being biased. Okay, we are not because ain't nobody on the spur getting this. We're not being biased. All right, I'm gonna count down from Popovich. three, and you're just gonna say not their full name, but just either their first or last name. All right, ready? All right, three, two, one. Giannis. I don't know what any of us said. What did you say? Said James. Go for it. As in LeBron. Take it away. No, I think Harden. James Harden. Yeah. Oh, hey, Air Five. Take it away, uh, LaFan. 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 I'm actually not picking LeBron. I think James Harden. Yeah. You thought I was, huh? Well, you said. (laughs) I said. said, Well, you said either pick your first or last. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You said James. I said Harden. Man, this is a horrible format. Oh, okay. So both of us. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So y'all both got James. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Go for it. Y'all collaborate. Do your thing. You said Giannis. I did say Giannis. It's a good pick. All right, go well, ahead, let's Wayne. battle. You want me to go? Let's yeah. battle, <laughs> like rap battle. Uh, rap battle. Wrap wrap this debate. Okay, yeah, James Cut over Giannis. Cut the beat. I ain't rapping. Not on this Wayne, podcast. you know you like to flow. Hey, not right now. I ain't got the juices going yet. Okay, <laughs> I got to warm up. Why do you um, guys think Harden's gonna gonna win it? Simply because number one, wait, he's wait, 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 beast mode. I think this this one is a better question to ask. What makes someone the MVP? What are the qualifications? You guys just give me one quality. Just give me one quality. What plays into it? Showing off. Showing off. So like, <laughs> but no, but seriously, Flashy. like memorable moments, right? Yes. Like yeah, I remember like when Harden tough. won it two years ago, and he had that crossover in the Clippers stadium on a what's his name? <laughs> I know you're uh, I forgot his name. And he's staring down. But yeah. and he's staring down, down, yeah. <laughs> stared him down and like licked his lips. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> but that was a moment. That and gave it, him the MVP right there. Yeah. And when you think about that season, you think about that play. So I think that's yeah. a good point. Has his moments or highlights. What about you, Wayne? Um, it's, it's easy to say like leadership and stuff like that, but leadership doesn't always mean like the vocal leader. It also means the on the court, my skill speaks for itself kind of leader. Where you step on the court and you see what he's doing, he's not really he doesn't have to say much, but just watching what he does on the court and how he gets his team to play together. Because I mean, the Rockets are they're not like a flashy team. Is when you like look at them and you see who's on that team, mm-hmm. but when you see them playing around James Harden, even with Russell Westbrook, the way they play around James Harden, he gets that team to move at his pace. And so I think that also speaks into being an MVP is not just always being the vocal guy, but also being the, when I'm doing this, y'all need to be doing this. So it all flows I mean, together. Like, Kawhi is another great example of that. Yeah. He, the, he's not going to be like he ain't gonna say nothing. in your face on the court or anything. Mm-hmm. And James has become more of a vocal leader. He's getting there. Yeah. Like he, he kind of gets into to guys and team huddles. I heard uh, another podcast was talking about, um, James Harden took Ben McLemore uh, into the locker room and pulled out a laptop and was showing him places that where he needed to be when when James was doing a certain place like where he needed to be on the three point line like that's the kind of leadership that you want to see from him though yeah um, but you don't necessarily have to look like a like like a Chris Paul is like an outwardly vocal leader mm-hmm. like he's gonna get in your face in front of everybody on the court right yeah um, Pat but Bev. yeah Pat Pat, Pat Bev. Bev yeah he's one um, of those. Even sometimes Russell, not even yeah. sometimes, like a lot of times, Russell. Uh, Do wins matter when it comes to MVP? <clears throat> I, I think it say, does. I want to say yes. There's, even there's though a sometimes fine line. it shouldn't. Yeah. 
it, like if you're looking in today's league, yeah, wins matter, especially when talking about MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to, only because if you're talking about MVP, that's one player, and how does that one? How is that one player doing? I mean, yeah, the team might be not doing as well. They might be like a seventh seed, eighth seed, mm-hmm. but how is he doing? How did they get there with him on that team? Yeah. So. It's a good point. Sometimes yeah, and doesn't. I think most valuable players should be more than just obviously points, but within your team as well, like dishing out assists, defense. Because if if that was the case, so why not go with Westbrook? LeBron? Would Westbrook would have been? If I know, I know. Saying, I, I really want to just talk about really him being defensive with, player of the year, and he's leading the league in yeah, assists I, right I now. I really want to go at LeBron, but I think James Harden deserves it a lot more. Than and him. and the reason I picked James Harden is because. James Harden has been playing this level, like what he's mm-hmm. been doing at for this like season, for, with, yes, for exactly. a while. Years. And he's been doing it without Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And now he's still doing the same things, and he has Russell Westbrook on his team. But more importantly, have, he's won the MVP with a guy like Chris Paul. You think yeah. it would be diminished because you got to share that role, or the same with Russell Westbrook, but he's still yeah. the guy. Yeah. And, and um, Russell Westbrook won an MVP, and he's the triple-double machine. And so to have them two on the same team and James Harden is still outshining him by, like, a lot. I'm just like, look, you got two stars on the team and James Harden is still clearly better than everybody on that team. Yeah. So I give James Harden. I think and another, he's going to be having 40 points a game. qualifying factor in, in choosing MVP. Well, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Because, honestly, the, the MVP is another media-voted mm-hmm. award. And the media hates James Harden. Yeah. And the media likes guys like LeBron and guys like Giannis and, and stuff like that. I mean, Houston teams are just hated overall by the media. Mm-hmm. But um, Preach. That's another factor in it. But I was going to say, like, history. Like, especially today, players are just making history in ways we've never seen before. So I think – and you mentioned, I think, as you mentioned Russell Westbrook, or you did, Wayne, about a couple of years ago. He won that MVP, and it was between him and Harden. Mm-hmm. But because this was the first player since Oscar Robertson that actually averaged a triple-double, that, that Thunder team was like a sixth or seventh seed. They weren't – like their wins weren't great. They got bounced out of the first round. But because he had that history to his resume, yeah. it mattered mm-hmm. when they chose that MVP for him. So I yeah. think that's another thing that comes into play. And now they're mentioning that Harden could be the first player since Kareem to average 40 points. So there's another history bit right there mm-hmm. where you could say, <laughs> man, this is the first guy who's done, you know, averaged 40 points in, in this amount of, uh, you know, since Kareem. Mm-hmm. And with Kareem being as, as great of a legend as he was, now you're in the same conversation as him. Those things matter. History matters here, too. Yeah. Um, All right. So why'd you pick Giannis? I don't know. I feel like I should choose Harden now. <laughs> you you talked yourself <laughs> no, into I, picking I, I chose Giannis. Um, he's kind of like the under-the-radar MVP. But like People aren't talking about Giannis as much right now because, as we mentioned earlier, when you get into the start of a season – it's all about like the new and flashy things and mm-hmm. people get on, you know, hype trains and oh, the Phoenix Suns are making mm-hmm. playoffs, which <laughs> I did pick them for that. But uh, anyways, um, but Giannis is doing the same things and even better that he was at the end of his MVP campaign last year. Still, he's even 
shooting a three ball better right now, which that was the question for everybody was, is he ever going to develop a jump shot? He's been doing pretty well with that. He's an amazing defender. The other night he had a career high 15 assist. A guy who looks like a power forward or center is dishing out 15 assists in a game, Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me. And he's still flying under the radar. And if it serves, if, if this serves me right, they're either the number two or the number one seed right now. And I think by the end of the season, I, I picked them to have the number one seed. And so how can you bet against that? And I, I believe he's a great leader. Like the way he talks about himself and his teammates off the floor, like shows a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, like I mentioned earlier, Harden is like we've everybody's seen Harden. We've seen that he can do this. And the media is going to compare what he's doing in the regular season to his playoff struggles because he's had playoff struggles. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But the MVP is not a playoff award. It's a regular season award. So that's why I think it, it's st- the playoffs still matter in this case with the people who are voting for it. So I think Giannis is going to be the one that rounds out. But I also put LeBron on my list because I think he could very much win it. And I put Luka. Luka right? I was just Luka. about to say. Because, yeah, man, Luka, I don't even get it, bro. <laughs> I still don't get it. The dude is so good. Giannis, Harden, Luka, LeBron, I think, are the... And he looked after LeBron. Yeah. Luka did. This is pretty awesome. Well, last I week heard we that. called him the uh, the white LeBron. <laughs> LeBron Blanco. <laughs> LeBron Blanco. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think Giannis is going to win it, but I think honestly, I really I think it could be any of those mm-hmm. four dudes. Uh, I'd be shocked if it was Luca, but I'd also be okay with it. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I'd be fine. I'm good with it. Yeah. All right. Cue the Thanksgiving music. I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rice, raw, raw, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rat, you beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, Guys, Thanksgiving is next week. It's one of my favorite holidays because I get to um, eat without people shaming me. Well, for uh, when they're listening to this, it'll be somewhat around the corner. Yes. It'll be pretty much here. True. Yeah. And my diet ends on Tuesday. That was strategically... Whole 30, right? Yes, whole 30. uh, Day 30 is on Tuesday. You look the same, but I guess you did it. Shut (laughs) up. I'm kidding. Can you cut cut Hez's mic off? (laughs) Go off, whatever, you know? (laughs) All right. it's, It's the season of being thankful... First off, you guys got any big plans for Thanksgiving? Any of you traveling? Well, or I'm actually uh, going to Louisiana. Hey, nice. what part of Louisiana? Lafayette. It's somewhere. I don't even know. It's like right up, like above Baton Rouge or something. I don't know. I don't know where it is. Oh. It's it's a lake house. Family? No, my friend, Christian. Shout out Christian, the homie. His family were taking up a trip up there, but they're going on like... So you're not going to be with your family on Thanksgiving? I am. I'm Shows leaving. how thankful I'm you are. I'm going to leave my family in the middle of Thanksgiving to go over there with my second family. Oh, okay. So gotcha. I'm splitting Thanksgiving this year. My immediate family, all my, all my people, all my folks, all my black people. Then I'm going I'll up cut to that Louisiana part out. with all, <laughs> with all my, my white people. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Okay, this is getting way out yes. of hand. Hey, yes. it was meant to go that way. <laughs> well, Wayne, you are super generous with your time with people. So Thank you. We're going to have to figure out what day we're going to do this next week, if even possible. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Hez, what are you doing? 
Um, I'm actually spending Thanksgiving alone this year. Cue uh, the sad is, music. Smallest uh, violin. Family's in Chicago. So all of them? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to go over there with them? Uh, no, I, I'm broke. Cue <laughs> <laughs> the sad music now. <laughs> Shout out to the broke homies. Shout out. One's to over them. here, yeah. sitting in this chair. What's good? <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm pretty much. Dude, you can come hang with me and my family. I prefer not to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There was no hesitation. (laughs) No, I just don't want to. Shouldn't we call it hesitation? Hesitation. Hesitation. I think that's your new nickname. Hesitation. Hesitation. Ooh, okay, I like that. On the basketball, I'm gonna change my Instagram. Young hesitation. So when we start out pods now, I'll be like Wizzy Wayne and Hesitation. Hesitation. It's a play on words too, because you hesitate. Hezzy. Hey, look, stop. Okay, (laughs) hold up. (laughs) My brain just exploded like three times just now. Okay, we need to chill out. Uh, But yeah, um, that's Thanksgiving for me. So I can order you a pizza with turkey on it. With turkey on it, (laughs) I'll take it. No, dude, seriously, the invitation's open. Come hang. Uh, You know my family loves you. You can't decline it on the pod, bro. This is going in the pod. You can't decline. It's it. going in the pod. It's on record now. Yeah. Yes or no? I'll, I'll show up. There it is. You heard it here first, folks. Hey. Um, I'm staying in Pearland, but in in between two families, one family in the afternoon, one family in the evening. Nice. Mm. So nice. Mm. I'm kind of glad it's all falling on one day because I don't like the whole multiple day spread out thing. Yeah. It's Crosby's first Thanksgiving. Um. Shout out Crosby. Wow. Yeah, shout, out. shout out. I don't know if he's I think he's only thankful for one thing so far. What is that? And that's uh that's uh his food. <laughs> I was gonna say something else. I know you were gonna I say you were gonna, I was trying to get you to say that. <laughs> but uh he's he's thankful for food and 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 you know he's gonna have his own Thanksgiving food on Thanksgiving. So yeah. shout out to Crosby, shout out to my beautiful Can he wife not eat Cameron. His yet? Like real food? Like no, he can't. No, unless I, if I wanted to be a bad dad, I could do that. Get that Gerber Which life. <laughs> Get that, that Gerber, Gerber life. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Gerber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, this brings us to our question, and we're gonna, we're not gonna elaborate for a long time on this, but fellas, what is the one thing you are thankful for so far this NBA season? Give it to me. This NBA season. Ooh, the one thing that I am thankful for this NBA season. LeBron's hairline. Eight straight losses from the Spurs. Yes, that is one thing that I'm thankful for because it really brings out the worst in me. I'm kidding. <laughs> and I love the worst of me. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. Um, no, nah, I'm, you know what? I'm going to be thankful for, I guess I've been going along the Spurs, just to just to get it out there. I'm thankful for the fact that I can finally see and feel what it's like to not be successful as a Spurs fan. Even though I almost got a taste of it last season, and somehow we still managed to, who are we, A-seed? Yeah. Yeah. You've finally been humbled. Yeah. And so I'm glad to go through this journey of... You get to join Warriors fans. Yeah, and be like, what does it feel like to just be bad as Mm. a Spurs fan? Because I'm already experiencing that as a Steelers fan. But we won't talk about that. But as a Spurs fan, how does that feel? Cue the sad music. Yeah, cue the sad music. No, not yet. Not yet. Oh, not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Still more. I Still haven't more shed time. a tear yet. 
Well, I guess that's what I'm thankful for. And I'm also thankful because I really like Kawhi Leonard. And so I'm one I want to see what him and Paul George do more of on the court together. So you're thankful for I gave a that sad combo. one and a happy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thankful for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George being on the same team. Cause I want to see how that plays out. Mm. Nice. So nice. There we go. I like that. Well, I'm gonna consider that the the mashed potatoes of this meal. Yes. Moving on. Mashed potatoes. Uh, Give us the turkey. What am Give I us thankful the for? Come on. I'm thankful for the Warriors this year. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the happy music. <laughs> I already know what song I'm queuing in for that. What? Yeah, I can't tell you. All right, cool. I'll just listen to it later. <laughs> I'm honestly thankful for that this year. Yeah, dude. For once, man. Like, especially as a Rockets fan. Enjoy it now, because <laughs> next year, they're going to be right back up there. They are going to be right back up there. Uh, they're going to get a good draft pick and be like, oh, y'all thought we yeah. was Steve Kerr going to be like, cue the happy music. Hey, this is, honestly, it's everybody's laughing at them now, but y- y'all just wait. QE40. So that's yours, Warriors? Yes, that is mine, yeah. That's a, that's a pretty big turkey right there. That is a big turkey. I'm going to eat some of that turkey, too. <laughs> what do y'all want? The... Uh, you want, want the green stuffing. bean casserole, the stuffing, I want the, stuffing. the gravy. Ooh, give me the, the gravy. Ba- give me the baked mac and cheese. Baked mac and cheese. Yes. Ooh. You know what? That baked mac and cheese is pretty filling, so I'm going to give you a filling take right now. All right, I'm going to give you what I'm thankful for this NBA season. Fellas, I'm excited for equilibrium and parity in the NBA. Mm. I'm excited <laughs> that we're at a point now to where we have multiple stars across multiple teams. There is not a clear-cut favorite because of that team that he- uh, hesitation just mentioned, the Warriors. They are out of the count, mm-hmm. and we got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the Clippers. We got uh, soon-to-be Kevin Durant and Kyrie on Brooklyn. We got Whoa. Russ and Harden on the Rockets. Who am I missing? Oh, LeBron and Davis AD. on the Lakers. Yep. There is no clear-cut favorite right now, and that's what I love about it. Now, do I think the Clippers are going to win it all? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think like I'm not like last year I was like, yep, the Warriors are gonna win it all. And they end up not winning it, but mm-hmm. that's injury circumstances. But this year I'm like, yeah, Clippers could probably win it all, but everybody else in the league has a chance. Yeah. Even not, guys clear cut. Even mm-hmm. guys like Denver, like they have a chance. Yeah. You know, even a team like Toronto, believe it or not, I think still has a chance. Like there is parody and I'm here for it. Give me that baked mac and cheese. Thank you. Oh, also, you mentioned one over our group message. <laughs> you should mention that? that one. Wait, Instagram group message? No, Did the I? text the text uh, group. What was it? You said, I'm thankful for Ben Simmons finally making uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all, that's the that turkey good, right yeah. there. That's, a, that's an addition to that's the turkey. Good. Yeah. Heck yeah. One for one. Yeah. Yo, imagine being like one for one at something and just being like, you know what? I'm gonna flaunt that for the rest of my life. That's Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> the commentator though, he's like, I hope they can finally leave him alone now. <laughs> did you, I know. Did you after you made video? that three. Isn't that sad though? Isn't it sad that everybody's cheering for a guy who makes like twenty eight million dollars a year and isn't is a all star? Isn't that sad? That is, man. Do you guys see the video when they put that shot to Titanic music? The, the song from the <laughs> that, that was golden. I was like, you know what, Ben Simmons, you have made it into like the upper echelon of like highlights right yes. there. When you get put in Titanic, like you're done. You made it. Fellas, I think we got a pretty good Thanksgiving meal lined up here. We do. We got yeah. uh we got Wayne being humbled as a Spurs fan and and him digging the uh 
the Kawhi Paul beat. George and Kawhi combo. We got Hez loving a Ben Simmons first three pointer and the Warriors being a disappointment. <laughs> and uh and just God and just dang. a balance among yeah. the NBA. That is a good meal. I'm ready to eat, fellas. Mm-hmm. Um one last thing. Go ahead, drop it. I'm gonna drop some news on y'all just as of today. Ooh. Adrian Warzanowski, okay. which is a it's a long name that we can simply say uh he put out a Woj bomb. Woj bomb. Drop that bomb. Drop that bomb. <laughs> Basically what he said was that the NBA and the MBPA, which I believe is the NBA Players Association, are discussing new rule changes that could take place as early as the 2021-2022 season. And here's what they are. I want you guys to give me your thoughts on them. Here's the first one. Shortening the NBA season, not very drastically, but going from 82 to 78 games for the season. Give me your thoughts. I think that's probably a good thing. It eliminates some of those back-to-backs that the players keep complaining about. So it's only I think four it's games, only four, four games. games. Yeah, I'm but <laughs> but that'll be some of those. Those probably take away four back-to-backs. Hopefully, hopefully. Why don't that's they just assuming. completely get rid of back-to-backs? I don't know. We gotta talk to Adam Silver about that one. Hey, come on this pod, Adam yeah. Silver. If you're listening, we invited at, you at. Adam Silver. Yeah, just, hey, if you're listening to this, just keep adding him on, like, Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff, and just, like, get him over here. Bring See, him but, down to the But you think parallel. it is a good thing, ultimately? Yeah. Because at mean, least it's a step, maybe. It's, yeah, and it's only four games. You're not really missing too much, especially if they're adding in some of the other stuff we're going to talk about. Like, I'll, I'll take it. I'll be all right with it. Yeah. And if it fixes some of the load management, too. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to episode two, Managing Loads. Managing Loads. Go check it out if you haven't. yee yee has thoughts? Uh, I'm not really for it. People are already complaining that the NBA is getting easier. So, I mean, four games is not that big of a difference, but still, you know. I feel like if you get paid millions of dollars, you should to be play able to play. Yeah, you should. Yeah, play and two games. Yeah, yeah, and then there's always that side of like, suck it up, play yeah. in two games, stop crying about it. I mean, I go to work yeah. from <laughs> Monday to Friday, <laughs> eight to five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish I could get paid millions. Dude. We should me. make a podcast about that. I wish I could make millions. Did you guys... Key and Peele did a uh, uh, a video. Sorry to sidetrack. But they did, instead of like ESPN or like Sports Center, it was Teacher Center. And it was like uh, talking about teachers as if they were the next big thing, like getting max contracts from schools and stuff and getting drafted. To, bro, <laughs> it was contract. so fun. I'll send it to y'all. It was so hilarious. You do that for Hez as a commercial insurance <laughs> yes. agent. Yes. You're getting drafted to your, it's like a first round Different draft agency. with a teacher or something. <laughs> bro, it was so funny. Anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. I want more money. Yeah. I. There's two sides of it though. There's the suck it up and just do your job. And then there's the, we want to see good quality basketball. So make it, uh, maybe less games so that we can see more participation and not as many games sat out, mm-hmm. or uh, players just giving their all overall. I think sleep deprivation is a lot too, and that plays mm-hmm. into those back-to-back games. Um, if you, hey man, if you don't have sleep, it does a lot to you, bro. Yes, yeah, it, it changes who you are, mm-hmm. right? But anyways, yeah, eighty-two to seventy-eight games. The next thing they're looking at changing is. The reseeding of the final four, meaning the last four teams standing from both conferences. So to give an example, 
let's just say it was the Lakers and the Clippers in the West, and then the East it was the Sixers and the Bucks. They would take those four teams, and essentially, I, I guess they're looking at their record with playoff wins and regular season wins combined. Mm-hmm. They look at those four teams and they go, okay, now this one's one, this one's two, this one's three, this one's four. So now they're mixing East and West. And so let's say the 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 Lakers are number one, number one record, and they could face the Sixers being at the four now. So that means you don't have to face your conference before you get to the finals. You can do that in that final four. And it means that we could potentially truly see the best of the best in the NBA finals, not just uh, one team from the East and one team from the West. Y'all's thoughts? You know, I think this could be a step in the direction of just having, instead of like one through eight West, one through eight East, having one through 16 period of like just best record going into the Isn't playoffs. Isn't that like college or is it like college basketball that does that? Yeah, kind of like, like March Madness kind of thing where it's like the tournament style. Mm-hmm. But instead of having like you got the eight, the best eight in the West and the best eight in the East, you have the overall best sixteen. Mm. So that means like there could be ten West teams in there and six East teams, or it could be you know I think they're kind of using this to test and see how that would work. Yeah, because if it works really pretty well, I think that's the direction they're gonna go in next. Like in like I don't know five ten years, mm-hmm. try that out and see if that works, or they just keep taking baby steps and then eventually get to that. But I think that this is like. Let's test this out and see if it works having like, you know, a Lakers and Rockets finals yeah. or a Bucks and Heat finals or something like that, you know? I'm not going to I'd be pretty sick to see like a Clippers versus Lakers finals. I do, yes, Yo, that would be first really off, fun to watch. You don't got to go nowhere. The game's in the same <laughs> You don't got to go anywhere. Just switch the floor. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Dude, That'd, that'd be, lit. be sick. Hez? Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it with the change. It'll what be, it'll what be don't you to, what don't you like about it? If anything, if anything, the the all natural the east versus west. You kind of feel like I, I kind of like the if idea it ain't broke, don't that, fix it. Yeah. Say that again. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Kind of yeah. 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 So just like the Lakers versus the Celtics, that's been going on for a long time with um, Kobe on the Lakers and Paul Pierce and those guys on the Celtics, but just that. You know, it, I think I think it'll mess it up a little bit if they change it, but it it'll still be fun to watch. Then you can kind of get those like same conference rivalries more, mm-hmm. where like two West teams just start beefing, or mm. like two East teams just start beefing, and then you have that yeah. like, oh yeah, like these guys are in it to win it, and now you can finally see them play for it on the big stage instead of all the games leading up to it. Like yeah. you can see them instead of playing in like the semifinals or the the um. Well, at the first round of the playoffs, you can see them Conference, actually playing yeah. in the finals. Like yeah. two teams that you already know just don't like each other. Yeah, they're in the finals. Let's yeah. see what happens. I like it. I say let's do it. And let's something I mentioned earlier to you guys, I think it's going to play a part into players with free agency, because some players would, you know, based run on to the East. Yeah, run <laughs> to easier. run to the East because I know I got a path to the finals, yeah. or run to the West because I might have a path to the finals, or whatever. Yeah. But now that if you had that format, it could totally change that to where it's like, well, now that that option's out the window, I'm I'm literally just going to choose the team that's best for me, and not the yeah. not the conference that's just going to get me to where I need to be. And that yeah. could be the reason why LeBron made it to well, not could be. It's the reason why LeBron made it out of the East like every single year. We'll, ne- we'll never truly easy know. And you never truly know. 
You just think. <laughs> yes, the it's the West yeah. the West <laughs> is stronger, but you just never know. Yeah. LeBron's a great player, so who's to say he couldn't have done it in the West too? It would have been tougher. Yeah. But he could have done it. Yeah. True. Plus there's more talent in the West, so he could have had more talent around him mm-hmm. as well. But Sorry. I like it. I think we should do it. This is the one that I'm eh, so-so on, but they're doing an in-season tournament. I think um, they reported that they're kind of taking like a – and y'all, I know nothing about soccer, so but they're comparing it to like EuroLeague soccer or something. I guess they do something similar to this. Mm-hmm. But I think this one's more of like a, a revenue venture, like we need to get more money, so we need to put something here to get us more ratings, stuff like that. But – basically explain like right around the Thanksgiving mark to about mid December it's a uh, it's a tournament between all six divisions in the NBA so you got two conferences but six divisions so it's amongst all 30 teams and basically they they play these tournament games and then they have this one knockout game uh to essentially decide whoever would be the winner of this end season trophy or whatever it is but at first i was like okay no player's really gonna take any pride in like a oh i got a the in-season championship like yeah no player's gonna want to play in that but the way they explained it was that they had some uh kind of like money incentives in there for like players or coaches how they're starting to do like with the all-star game too like to make it more competitive Mm -hmm. whichever team wins gets this you know players get this bonus Mm -hmm. they they're kind of saying the same about this thing. So, but I think this is more based around ratings than it is about like, let's just throw it in. So, what do you guys think? I don't even understand it completely. That, that side, it's of the it. one that I'm still a little confused on, to be honest. I need to read, read more about that. You know what? I, yeah, I don't really understand it that much, or I don't know. I will say this I feel like if that were to happen, those guys who have like those big contracts who don't really care about incentives are going to use that time to load manage themselves, I feel. Like Kawhi Leonard, he'll probably take some of the, more of those games off. If they do like a 30, what mm-hmm. is it, the tournament-style bracket thing? I, like I know it plays into your overall record or whatever, but I feel like during that, they're not going to care as much. Those guys who have those max contracts, the money is not an issue for them. They're not playing for a max contract. They're not play, playing for incentives. They're playing to either get that bag or to get that ring. That's the only two things. And so an in-season tournament isn't going to phase them much. But those younger guys who are like, you know what, I could use an extra, you know, mm-hmm. however much money you tr- you throwing out there for us to win this little tournament, I could do that. So I feel like it's it's more, that would be more for those guys who don't really have a lot of things going for them in the NBA. Or, or a name of, for themselves. Is yeah, that like make a name for yourself thing, kind yeah. of thing. And I'm, that's like the extreme take because I'm sure they're not going to just take off a well, bunch of Well, I wouldn't want to go that. watch a bunch of G-leaguers. Exactly. You know, like that's not going to bring you revenue and bring yeah. you ratings. And so that's why like that's the extreme take. I feel like it could work if you kind of simplify it a little more and like tell us exactly what the heck's going on. But I mean, if, if they try it, like if they try it, I ain't going to be mad. I'll still watch, but I'm just saying those guys like Kawhi, Harden, Russ, like they're they already got their money. Steph, they already got their money. So that would be more of a time for like other people, I guess, step up. But that's like I said, the extreme take, the far 
far out take. Yeah. I still think they'll play a lot, but for sure. Anyway. And then the very last one is the one they're calling the play-in proposal. Um, so just to explain it really quick to you guys listening, the 7th to 10th seed at the end of the season, 7, 8, 9, 10, basically how it would work is all four of those teams from 7 to 10, usually ninth and 10th, you're out of the playoffs. 7th, 7th and 8th, you're in. But how this would work is 7th and 8th seed would play a tournament-style game to where those two seeds play each other for the seventh seed. The loser of the seventh and eighth seed would then play the winner of the ninth and tenth seed tournament game. And that team would then get into the eighth spot. So essentially how it works is if you're out of the playoff picture, you have a chance to be in it through this tournament style play in uh, kind of proposal. So, if you're a ninth or tenth seed, um, you you have the chance to get in. And if you're a seventh or eighth seed, it's not guaranteed. So I have my thoughts on this. <laughs> you guys let me know what you think. Uh, I don't know, man. Because like, part of me is like, you know what? Mindful. It's- be mindful. Ninth and tenth seed, usually every year, it's so close there. Record-wise, it could be a game off. I remember Russ's historic uh, triple-double season. He, I think his team was like one went away with the Nuggets on getting that eighth or seventh spot or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and he sealed it with you know one shot, one dagger. I I don't know if you remember that game, but um, it's it's always down to one or two games. So just keep that in mind too. But go ahead, you want to go? And it's just for the tenth through seventh seed, correct? Yes. Yeah. And do they play a full seven game series or is it just No, I think it is it just one game? Like, like kind of knockout single game elimination? I want to say it's single game elimination, but I didn't If it's a single game, I'm I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Yeah. Cuz like you said it's usually close. It's like a few games apart. Um I'm game for that. But if it's like a seven game, then I don't see the point of doing that. Like a playoff game. No, I think game. it would just be like a game or two. Okay. Yeah, I think then, then I'm definitely yeah. down for that. Then you like the kind of then who gets home court of it? Who gets home court? Yeah, at that point. Well, home court is based off seating, not so. Not that's how. Record, so. Okay. Oh, you mean for just that little tournament? Correct. Game? Yes. Oh, that's a, I don't know. Maybe it is two games. So one. Well, then it would be sense three. Best out of three. In that best case. out of three, maybe. It'll either be one or best out of three. Best yeah. out of three, I guess. Yeah. So then you could have. One team home. Yeah. Then that's a lot more because then you got to fly teams back and yeah. forth. I, would I don't know how. Do I don't know how they would manage it. I would say just do one game. If, if it's no, a one no, game, no, I got a good idea. The, I got a good idea. It's not one you're game. Not the commissioner but you Drew. do it. <laughs> yeah, Commissioner Drew. One game, but you do it in a city that doesn't have an NBA team, mm. so you can bring them some entertainment and Ooh, do something different for bring once. Get back to Seattle. Seattle, but even a city that like that never has had basketball had one period. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I'm down with that. So, here's my thing. Because, one, I'm like, yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool um, to have those teams duke it out for the 7th and 8th seed. And I think it'd be good for, like, inter- like entertainment purposes. People will tune into that and be like, oh, snap, these guys are really, like, they're trying to get that mm-hmm. last seed in the playoffs. And then another part of me is, like, you're ninth and 10th seed for a reason. I don't care if it's one game off or whatever. You're there for a reason. Like, accept it and move on. Take your off season off. Get ready for next year. 
And so I guess it's like part of me, it feels like almost like participation trophies, kind of. We're like, hey, you tried it, and because you participated, we're going to give you a chance to still make the playoffs and knock another team but out. But you could also spin it this way, and if you're if you're saying what you're saying, and, oh, you're just the ninth or 10th seed, you belong there, have your offseason. Well, if you're really the 7th or 8th seed, then you can play one or two more games and really show that you're the 7th or 8th yeah. seed. Yeah, and see, and that's and that's another side of it, too. Like, if you're, if you're there and you want to be there, go ahead and beat this team. And what would be even prove. awesome, too, is, is to see, like, a 10th seed coming back and actually and then, winning it. Right. <laughs> Yo, if a 10th seed makes it into the tournament, then plays and makes it to, like, the 8th seed, and yeah. then wins the whole thing <laughs> keep that in for the See, rest of yeah, the time bro. Keep which that makes it interesting and it gives all other teams motivation to not fall in the seventh to tenth spot because they know they're guaranteed to just stay yeah. in where they're at like That's if true. if you know you're at six you're like i'm good you know yeah. whereas if you're in seven you could be out of the playoffs mm-hmm. and now it makes instead of like eight and nine being those two spots that everybody oh we're watching these two teams closely now it makes the six and the seven seed those two spots everybody's looking at because you either got to get in or you're playing to stay yeah. in. So, right. yeah. It's just two sides of the coin. What about well, you, Drew? That, yeah, I like it. I, I think it's something that we should do. I like it too, but I'll just I, throw on the other side. Anytime there, you like, give more parity in the NBA, the more ratings, the more... More, more storylines, more Storylines. And it works for guys like us who just you know work off storylines. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. give us something to talk about, baby. Yeah, tell um, something good. So that's all we have for today, guys. Uh, good news. We now have a Twitter account. Hey, gang, gang. Get at us. And two Instagram accounts. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, has find the, uh, find the at for the one you created because okay. we're going to push that one more. The at for Twitter is the at the number three N as in Nancy, D as in... Dog. Dog. Come on. So at 3ND underscore pod, P-O-D. Find us on there. And then for our Instagram account, it is underscore 3 A-N-D-D underscore again. Is that an underscore again? Yeah. Okay. So underscore 3 A-N-D-D underscore. Mark it. <laughs> so we're going to try to start posting more. And those uh, accounts, and I guess we could get, I mean, we could still give our personal accounts if we, if we want. Yeah, okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Drew McWilliams3. Uh, and you can follow Wayne at? At Hattrick Wizzy, cuz. Hattrick. Not the cuz, just at Hattrick Wizzy. And Hez never gets on Twitter, but I guess he can give you his at too. Maybe he'll start posting about basketball more. I don't know my Twitter. More. Okay. Well, it's okay because I didn't know mine in the first episode, so you can find it for the next okay, let's episode. Yeah. And I'm at Hattrick Wizzy on Instagram and Twitter. And Twitter. Oh, it's the same for you? Yeah. I think I'm going to change my handle. It's not going to be Hezekiah underscore Peterson. It's Hesitation. Hesitation. Hey. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes, just, and just remember, people, if you haven't planned your Thanksgiving yet, you still have plenty of time. And remember also that with anything in life, you can eat and you can go big, just like we did with these predictions today. Mm. Yeah. Signing out, Drew, Wayne, yeah. Hez, Tation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.